Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thanks again for tuning in to another Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler, our weekly gig cast, G-I-G, Growing in Grace. Cap, I saw a, a license plate, a personalized license plate that I want, but obviously somebody else has it, so I can't have it unless I steal it. But it says simply G-I-G, <laughs> Growing in Grace. I thought, that must be a listener. That must be one of our listeners here with an Iowa plate that says G-I-G. Got to be, because that's the only thing that G-I-G stands for. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought that was cool. I just drove by it on the highway. And I did. I saw something else today that you would probably, I'm sure you would like this. It was a bumper sticker. It said, I was a Cubs fan before it was cool. Oh, that's good. I, I knew you would like that one. And and right there, this whole thing, we've talked about this in the past, but it's a testimony to the grace of God. Here you've got, right over there, that guy, Mike Kapler, <laughs> big, huge Cubs fan, and he was indeed a Cubs fan long before it was cool to be a Cubs fan. And I am a lifelong Cardinals fan. I was born in St. Louis and have always been a Cardinals fan. And here we are, mortal enemies is what we should be. But according to the grace of God, here we are. He's put us together to do this Growing in Grace podcast. So that's you know, grace at work. Not, not only the church, but I, I think maybe even the Apostle Paul could have learned a lesson from us. <laughs> you know, sometimes Paul went his separate ways because uh, for whatever reason, he didn't get along or had some disagreements or whatever. Yeah, if only would, he would have seen us. He and Barnabas would have been best pals forever. <laughs> They never would have gone separated their ways. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, look. Last week we were talking about faith, F A I T H, and uh, we're going to sort of springboard off of that here a little bit and and focus on something else. We're going to just turn this inside out a little bit. Uh, we talked about really largely the the gift of faith and simple belief that takes place through that last week and. Maybe this week uh, a little bit more on faithfulness, because you out there, you Christians listening to us right now, you're not doing enough. <laughs> right? You're not faithful enough. You're, you're not dedicated enough. And we're going to try to help you change that. Okay. Now, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know I'm joking around. Uh, so we're going to talk more about faithfulness, but not our ability to be faithful, which is a good thing to do. We're going to talk about something that's even more rock solid than that, and that's the guarantee of God's faithfulness that came to us through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. That's one fruit. So, yeah, we definitely—I I do, I think it's good to highlight the fact that we're not saying that it's bad for a person to be faithful, whether to another human being or to God— but our salvation is obviously not dependent upon our faithfulness. It's really about his faithfulness. One verse that kind of came out, and I'm trying to find it here, it was from Acts. Um, doo, 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 doo. Oh, yeah, um, this is Acts 13, 38 and 39. Through this man, Jesus Christ, is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, everyone who believes 
is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So it's through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. So right there, it's through Jesus Christ. The forgiveness of sins came through him. See, under the old covenant, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, and I hope you never get tired of hearing it because it's it's the truth and it's good news in, to contrast this, that under the old covenant, it was dependent upon them being faithful to keep their part of the covenant. They said, we'll do this. Everything that you've said, God, we're going to do. And of course, they fell flat on their faces. They did not do it. They were faithless. They were unfaithful. They didn't keep up with their end of the bargain. God was faithful in his part of the covenant. And so he made this covenant that would no longer be dependent upon the people keeping their part. But he made a promise to himself, an oath to himself, as the book of Hebrews says. So what we're doing here now in this new covenant is we're depending upon God's faithfulness. It's something that he has done, not something that we can do for him. And so that's something that is so key. It's just such a key thing in this faith that we have in him. Our confidence is not in our own faithfulness, but our confidence is in his faithfulness. He's our guarantee. I mean, Hebrews 7.22, Christ has become the guarantee of a better covenant. This is so huge when you contrast what Israel, the Jewish people, were under through the Mosaic Law and that first covenant. Everything was kind of revolving around their faithfulness, their duty, their obligation to follow through on on the covenant that depended upon them to abide by everything that was written in it. All things, all, all the statutes, all the rules, all the commandments, there was a requirement there. And they were expected to uphold all of that. Um, they couldn't. We, we know the story. A better covenant was needed. The people failed at that one. And so Jesus became the guarantee. Our ability to perform and, and to be faithful is not a guarantee. And, and as we said earlier, faithfulness is a good thing. It's a good thing. We're not down on faithfulness. But even, even faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit where God works that through us. We don't really even conjure that up ourselves. We simply yield to the, to the life within, the life of the Spirit. Peter said in, in uh, 2 Peter 1 that uh, we could become partakers of the divine nature he has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. And with this new life, this new identity that we have, we've inherited some things. We've inherited good things. We, we talked about faith last week. Faith is certainly uh, one of those things that uh, are, is now a part of who we are. Knowledge, moral excellence, self-control perseverance, godliness that comes by grace, brotherly kindness, love, these qualities, they belong to us. And if we're not focused on this new identity with these qualities, what happens? Second Peter 1.9, he who lacks these qualities or lacks an understanding of these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification or is his forgiveness from his former sins. So think about that for just a minute. People walking around today who attend church every week who are blind, I'm not saying that they're not saved, I'm just saying that they have forgotten 
that they were cleansed from their former sins. And something to be said here about this is because you've heard us say this a number of times over the last 11 years, and that is the, the real key to understanding God's forgiveness is that the blood of Jesus Christ through his sacrifice, it took care of, it addressed, it removed all sins, past, present, and future. Some people will say, and I used to be in this camp, some people will say, oh, no, 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 we're just forgiven up until now. And now it's up to us to be repentant, to confess sins, to seek new forgiveness, and then move on from there. Well, if that's true, if Christ's sacrifice only addressed sins up to this moment, then it was no better sacrifice than any other sacrifice before it with animals under the first covenant. Hmm. That is some deep stuff right there. I mean, yeah, you think about it. They had to go back year after year after year, in some cases day after day after day, with these animal sacrifices, and it never actually took away their sins. <laughs> and then here we're saying that Christ's sacrifice only covered our sins up to now, up to this point, but we still got to receive more forgiveness in the future. Well, that means, like you're saying there, then that means that his sacrifice was only as good wasn't any better than those old sacrifices because it didn't take away everything. But we're saying that it took away everything. Hebrews ten eighteen says, Now where there is remission of these, and he's talking about sins, because right before that he's quoting God from the Old Testament saying, Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Not just their sins up to a certain point, but all of their sins and lawless deeds, all of them I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these where these sins have been forgiven, that, that word means forgiven, to release from bondage or imprisonment, uh, to be pardoned, where there is remission of these, there is no longer a sacrifice or an offering for sin. Now here's where it gets wonderful for us. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, through his flesh, not through what we did, not through our works, not through our actions, not even through our confessing of sins, but through his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. You know, we're, again, we were talking about faith last week. Full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, so we don't have to walk around with a guilty an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, not the confession of our sins, but the confession of our hope without wavering. And here's the thing, for he who promised is faithful. That's what it's all about. God made the promise. He is faithful. It's not about our faithfulness. Again, nothing wrong with us being faithful, but he who promised is faithful. That's what it's all about. Man, this came together pretty good. <laughs> I mean, God's faithfulness, the confession of our hope, not our sins. I mean, think about this. God's work completed, finished through Jesus Christ. You know, if you look in the New Covenant writings, you, you don't see instruction about us seeking a renewed forgiveness from God. We're simply told to believe and trust in what has already been done to address the issue of unforgiveness. 
with sins having been taken away, with sins no longer being counted against us, with God no longer relating to us through our sins because they've been removed as far as the East is from the West. I mean, this is the good news. And here's the problem. If we're only forgiven up until this moment, where would that leave us? You won't hear this from the religious, traditional, uh, legalistic crowd, but it leaves us in a place of hopelessness because there's always another, even if it's a subtle thing, even if it's something that was in the mind, there's always just another little sin waiting around the next corner, no matter how hard you're trying. We've been perfected. We're not always perfect, right? That's why we needed the blood sacrifice of Christ to occur once for all. And so, wow, what good news this turned out to be. No doubt about it. Really good news. And so, you know, like you were saying, God no longer uh, relates to us according to our sins. We've been forgiven of all sins, and uh, we've been perfected. And of course, like you also said, that doesn't mean that our behavior is always perfect. And so what does this mean? Is, Is there something about walking in newness of life as opposed to walking after the desires of the flesh. I mean, since we're forgiven of all sins, should we just not even really care and just do whatever the flesh would desire? We'll talk about that, walking in newness of life, next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.